A good near of Shabbos to our friends and members of the Westmount Shul. I'd like to discuss a topic that uh, I'm sure is on some people's minds. And this is the idea of loneliness. Many people experience this during their lives. Certainly during the pandemic, that was an issue. And uh, many say that this has become its, its own pandemic of its own. There are people, for whatever reasons, maybe because of so much technology and are losing connectivity with other people um, in a very physical way, in a very personal way. It could be uh, someone who's had a long um, marriage and then uh, the spouse passes away. If you move away to a new place, a new neighborhood, uh, there's all kinds of issues about being lonely and alone. And a lot of them have a lot of negativity to it. So I'd like to clarify this a bit and look at it from two aspects. And hopefully from looking at this week's Parsha, we can deal with this topic in a more productive way. In this week's Parsha, we are told that before Yaakov uh, has his very important confrontation with Esau, the Torah says that in the middle of the night, it says, and Yaakov remained alone and a man wrestled with him until dawn. Which says, Vayivaser Yaakov livado. And the Medrash sees a connection between Yaakov remaining livado and the loneliness, the aloneness of the Almighty. As the Medrash says, that just like by Yaakov, it says, he remained alone. So too regarding Hashem, the prophet Yeshaya says, And Hashem alone will be exalted on that day. So what is the connection between the fact that Yaakov was alone and Hashem who was being alone? Certainly, if it's an attribute by Hashem, it's a very good attribute. And we're being told that at the moment that Yaakov was livado, alone at night with his personal struggle with the Malach, which we will discuss more this Friday night and Shabbos during the various classes that we will be giving. But it's obviously a positive aspect. And what's so positive? Medrash saying, oh, just like Hashem is levado, so is Yaakov. Must be it's something good. So what is it? So Yucham Levavis says a great uh, aspect over here. He says the virtue of Hashem alone will be exalted is that Hashem does not need anything or anybody else to exist. He can be alone and independent. And really, levado really should be translated as self-reliant. And Yaakov, too, demonstrates this ability of going it alone, of being able to survive by himself, as it were. And that's the message of this week's Parsha. And Rabbi Rucham says that this is a level that every person should try to achieve. A person should try to reach, as just like it says by Yaakov after the story, and after he finishes with Esau, it says Yaakov came sholem. He reached a shlemus. And how did he reach that shalemus? Because he was able to achieve the aspect of livado. A person is able to achieve shalemus by himself 
without the necessity of relying on others. Now, Rabbi Rucham is not advising us to become hermits. Rather, Rabbi Rucham is giving us an insight into what the teaching of the famous mission in the fourth chapter of Pirkei Avos is all about. Ben Zoma says, who is a Chacham? One who learns from everyone. Who is a strong man? One who conquers his evil inclination. Who is a wealthy man? One who is satisfied with his lot. Who is honored? One who honors creatures. So Rabbi Rucham asks, what do these four things have in common? And fascinatingly, the common denominator is that a person can achieve these goals without the help of others. Let's look at the four briefly. The Mishnah does not require a person to have a good teacher to become a wise man. Because that would mean wisdom would be dependent on something outside of oneself. The Mishnah precludes one from arguing, well, I can't be a wise man because I don't have a proper teacher. Pirkei Avo says, no, one can become a wise man on his own, providing he is ready to learn from everyone. And that you can do on your own. So it is with achieving strength. Strength does not have to be measured in relationship to another individual. For example, you say, I'm stronger than he is. No, one can be strong independently of everyone else in the world, providing that what is it? By conquering his evil inclination. Strength is not dependent on comparison. Strength is measured between man and himself. The same can be said by wealth. It has nothing to do with having more money than my neighbor. If that were the case, you could never be considered wealthy because there's always someone richer. But true wealth only depends on oneself. Live adult, alone and independent. I can be the richest person in the world if I am happy with my lot. Finally, even honor, contrary to our expectations, can be achieved independently. In, honor is not dependent on being given a special aliyah. Honor is not dependent on what other people bestow to us. The Mishnah says honor is determined by whether one honors other creatures. These are all in our hands. And that's what the Mishnah is emphasizing. That in order to achieve perfection, a person must be able to function in a vacuum as a levado, one who is alone. Wisdom, the things we want most in life, wisdom, wealth, strength, and honor, do not need outsiders to be measured or to be achieved. One can achieve them through the attribute of being alone. So therefore, what do we see right away? That it's not so bad to be alone at certain times. And when we are alone, to think about, okay, how can I be a wise person? How can I be a wealthy person? How can I be a strong person? How can I be an honored person? And that that is why we don't need, and therefore, for example, you don't need to have so many likes on Facebook to be honored. That's not important. You don't have to come on to others for your self-esteem. That's a very valuable tool that we learned from Yaakov. And therefore, we should focus more on what we need to do in and of ourselves without anybody else uh, is approval or assistance. That's on the one hand. On the other hand, there's other Midrashim. 
And there's another medrash that says that everything that God is going to do in the future in this world was already done by the righteous of the Jewish people in this world. Here's a couple examples. Just as God will bring the dead back to life, so too Eliyahu already brought back to life the son of the Shunammite woman. Just like God has the ability to cause a drought, so too Eliyahu caused a drought. Just like God can bless a small quantity and make it into a large amount, Elio blessed a small quantity and made it into a large amount. Just like God can make barren women have children, Elio made a barren woman have children, etc., etc. Finally, the Medrash concludes this list of comparisons between the Almighty and the righteous of the Jewish people. And he says, just as God is by himself, as it is written, Veniska Vashem Lavado by Yom Hahu, so too the Jewish grandfather, Yaakov, remained alone, as it says, and Yaakov remained alone. Now, the last example here doesn't seem to fit into the pattern of the earlier items. It's one thing to cite situations which are supernatural natural and miraculous, resurrection, stopping the rain, barren women conceiving, and so far are indeed acts which require godlike abilities, and the Medrash says there are humans who do that too. But the Medrash is saying also, though, that God's ability to be alone is itself a godlike quality. And Yaakov remained alone. Now, what it's saying is it, it itself is miraculous as resurrection, as stopping the rain, as conception of a woman. What is so natural, supernatural about being alone? This is what Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky says, asks. And he gives a brilliant answer. He says, let's think about it. Why of all times and places, or when, did the angel of Esau decide to attack Yaakov? He attacked him when he was alone. Why? Because most human beings are unable to maintain their spiritual level and stature when they are alone. Most people need a support system, a society, a chevra, to keep them on the straight and narrow path of righteous behavior. To go it all alone without peer pressure and without peer support and without losing one's level of spirituality is a phenomenon that really cannot done, be done by the average person. No one knew this better than Esau's guardian angel. The Satan, i.e. the Yetzirah, i.e. the Sarah Shalesov, attacked Yaakov specifically when he was alone, thinking, now I got him. He's alone. And when one is alone... He's vulnerable, and you're easy to... Naturally, you can knock a person off when he's alone. But the angel saw he was unable to defeat Yaakov. He saw that Yaakov was so strong and so perfect, he could not affect him. Yaakov was the personification of the Merkava, the, the chariot of God where the Shekhinah was resting on him. So we see that, how was that? It's because, as we said before, from, uh, from, the, from the first part, from Rabbi Yerucham, that Yaakov learned self-reliance. He learned that he doesn't need others. He can do it on his own. But we got to realize that that itself is miraculous. It really is against nature. 
for a person on his own to be able to succeed. And we see this because during the battle, the angel was able to touch the hollow of the thigh of Yaakov. And what does that mean? That means, symbolically, that Yaakov is untouchable. He can't be affected even when he's alone. Ah, but his children can be affected. They don't have that capability of maintaining their spiritual strength and honesty even when alone. The children of Yaakov will not be that way. And if there's ever a way to bring down a human being, it's when he's isolated, when he doesn't have the chevra, when he doesn't have the society. At that point, he's vulnerable to fall from his spiritual level. How often do good find upstanding people when you're alone in the privacy of your own home with a computer, unfortunately, can be brought down surprisingly. When we're in places without our chevra, how we can be damaged. Not everybody is a Yaakov. Not everybody is a Yaakov. So on the one hand, we can establish our self-esteem by not relying on others. But on the other hand, there we have to have others. And it's very interesting. What happened right after the incident with the Malach? It says, therefore, the children of Israel shall not eat the Gid Hanosha, the sinew of the thigh vein. What's the connection? The connection is like this. Remember, the purpose of a mitzvah is to connect us to Hashem. The purpose of mitzvahs are for our benefit. So what was this mitzvah? Think about it. This Remember, there were seven Noahide laws at this time, plus the mitzvah of Bris Mila that Avram started. And now we're having a new mitzvah. So what, what's so important about having this mitzvah? You can't eat the Gita Noshet. But you know what was the watershed event of this mitzvah? Is Hashem instituted something which would require Jews to always stick together. And what is that? The prohibition of eating forbidden foods. The prohibition to eat the Gita Noshet which is the first one, but the subsequent mitzvahs of the Torah regarding forbidden foods relate, reduce our ability to relate to so much of secular society. If we cannot eat with people, we cannot socialize with them, and we cannot be with them. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the non-Jews has come over my house. No, no, I can't. There are Christmas parties. There's New Year's parties. Sorry, I keep kosher. It's meant to push us away from them. Ah, but on the other hand, people need socialization. So where are they going to go to? Well, if you have all these restrictions of kashrus, it's very simple. Go to other Jews. People they can eat with. And people who they can socialize with. And that will have them stick together. They'll have their chevra. They'll have their society that keeps them straight. And that's the brilliance of the mitzvah. Therefore, the children of Israel will not eat the Gid Hanasheh. This is all from Rav Kamenetsky. And Rav Kamenetsky writes in conclusion, he says, before the second base of Migdash were destroyed, when the Jews were about to go into exile, our sages in their great wisdom extended the list of forbidden foods in the Torah and instituted their own category of forbidden foods, such as the bread of a even though it's 100% kosher, the bread of a non-Jew, the cooking of a non-Jew, wine touched by a non-Jew, 
Why all these extra stringencies? And the answer is the rationale for that was to limit socialization with non-Jews. Jews who cannot drink with their Gentile friends and neighbors and business associates and cannot eat with them will have no other choice but to socialize with their fellow Jews. And this is our insurance policy. This is the antidote of an Yaakov remained alone. So we see from this lesson two points. On the one hand, a person, there is really a dialectic here. On the one hand, a person should look for self-esteem from within himself and it doesn't come from others. You want to have self-esteem by being a wise person, a strong person, a wealthy person, an honorable person. You don't need other people to give it to you. But on the other hand, you need motivation to want to be wise, (laughs) to want to be a person who's happy with what he has, a person who can control his yetzor, and a person who can honor others. Now, what you need is to be with a chevra of a similar mindset. If you're all alone and all you have is, is the outside social media world, which is spewing forth the opposite of these values that we know are so important to us, it's going to be very hard. That's the beauty of having a chevra. And I know we're busy during the week, but that you see is why Shabbos is so important. Shabbos is when we get together with our chevra. We get together with our kosher food, our dietary restrictions. We get together with Hevra who maybe themselves are alone during the week. And at Shabbos, although we have very long Shabbosim now, Friday nights are very long and can be very lonely. And you can be alone. But the answer is, let's not mistake in loneliness being alone with the ability of being self-reliant. But the need for Hevra. And that's why I would recommend, and, and Baruch Hashem, Friday night, it's a long Friday night. A few weeks ago, we started giving a shiur at the Kolel at 601 Clark Avenue. And the first week had a very small turnout. But last week, we had 20 people, 10 men, 10 ladies, a chevra together, hearing words of MS, of Torah, which will encourage us to look into ourselves and be self-reliant. And I repeat that class before davening in the morning between our both minions. And Baruch Hashem, the chevra is together. I know in the winter it's easy to just say, oh, it's cold and rainy and dark and this and that, but that's that's the Malach of Esav trying to take us down. On the day of Shabbos, when, when being alone is a time to really see, I can make it happen. I don't need others to fulfill my goal. But on the other hand, you need others to motivate you to want to fulfill this by yourself. And that's the beauty of Shabbos. That's the beauty of our shul, where we spend a lot of time davening together, learning together, socializing together, eating food together, being happy together, and to gravitate to that highest place. So I give us all a bracha that we should be able to emulate Yaakov, although maybe... The, the Gid Hanasha for us 
is not so relatable as a mitzvah. But the fact that, indeed more, one more thing, the fact that with the inflation and the higher price of kosher foods, it's unbelievable. But we should know, instead of complaining about the higher price of kosher foods, to say, in Baruch Hashem, there's so many Jews who are willing to pay the higher price of kosher foods because it will not diminish my wealth at all. My wealth is not dependent on external factors. It's how happy I am with my lot. And we're so happy that we are together with other Jews who are, every time we spend a little bit more money, we're telling Hashem how much we love Him, how much we're willing to extend ourselves for Hashem. So I give us the greatest bracha that each of us, whoever, whatever your name is, if it's Sarah, Rivka, Moishi, Shloima, we should say on these days, and then we will be able to emulate HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what Shabbos is about. We should all be zoichet to emulate HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to come out of this Shabbos like Yaakov came out. Sholem, complete. And to learn that thanks to the Hebrew we have, we're able to look within ourselves, be motivated to be able to perfect ourselves in a world that it is all in our own hands. Have a good Shabbos.